Adam Silver has proposed the idea that a lot of people have been thinking about where we see the 1 through 16 seeds instead of having conferences east and west. Um, how, do, how do you see that playing out with the playoffs? For the last couple of years, everybody has been complaining that the East is weak, right? Yes. And that you know there are teams in the bottom half of the playoff hunt uh, in the East that wouldn't have made it in the West, and you have you know the essentially strong conference and weak conference. You've so, seen that, yes. To some extent, I get it, um, but I, there is something about the history of the conferences that I like. Just that tradition um, of the game. It just it's, it's it's something that we've been watching for a long time. It, it gives the game this certain allure. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I, I, I looked at it. 1 through 16, if we took, if we did away with the conferences at this point in the season, there would only be one change in the playoffs. We would see the Miami Heat wouldn't make it based off a record, and the Los Angeles Clippers would make it. Do we really think that any of those two teams have a legitimate shot whether or not they make it? It doesn't really don't. change anything. It doesn't really change the dynamic of the playoffs. The only thing you're really trying to see is that they feel like, okay, maybe two Western Conference teams should be playing for the championship. Like a lot of people say, okay, well, Golden State against Houston in the Western Conference Finals, that's going to be your real NBA Finals. But who's to say that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I like the Conference Finals. It, it, it's like just like in the NFL, we have the Conference Championships. Yes. You know, that's a great weekend in the NFL, and I think in the NBA uh, – there's a great history of being able to say, we won the Eastern Conference Championship. So you made it to the finals, right? And you can lose in the finals. But at least you were the conference championship. Yes. You know, you got all the way through, and you were better than everyone in your conference. And that's something. And, like, what happens to that designation, right, when you have a 1 through 16? Do you have an Eastern Conference champion? What happens if the top th- three out of four teams... Uh, are are, are like all Western that. Conference right, and then so you're the fourth it's, team, it's it's and so you're team. the Eastern Conference champion, champion, and you're the wow. you know you're the, the fourth runner up, right? Or what if you had four teams from Western Conference in 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 those final four? Then the number five or number six team is the Eastern Conference champion. I mean, does that really make any sense? And it doesn't it doesn't reward the teams for their regular season play? Really, it just makes the NBA about the playoffs. So if that's the case, then shorten the whole season. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it 82 games. Which they're talking about also. Exactly. Like, make it less games, and then now you have this 1-16 through season. But I feel like it opens a big Pandora box of things that's going to change because we're not going to see division winners. We're not going to see things of that nature. So now teams are just going to play and say, okay, well, we're just trying to get in 1-16. through Fan bases hold on to small things like that, like seeing a division champion, seeing a division winner. Teams love those things because they get the raised banners at the end of the year, and yeah. it's not just that everybody is playing for one championship. Only They can only be one champion at the end of the season, but does that mean that what everybody else did shouldn't be celebrated? And I think that's what this 1-16 through 16 season does. It takes away those little achievements that teams can have during the year, and it makes it just all about the championship, which is why we see all these players hunting rings and going to teams like super teams like Golden State and even when LeBron was to Miami and just things of that nature. And it, and it takes away all the history, too. It does. Like one, it does. one of the fun things about sports is you should talk about the history and how teams and players stack up to people from the past, right? And so if you can't, if you can't compare conference championships anymore... Uh, it's just one less thing to to compare the the you know the old days with, and it's just I don't know it it, it stunts things. Yeah, I, we we just see the game is changing. That now has become more offensive minded. If you look at traditionally how the conferences were set up, 
You had the Eastern Conference, which was historically a defensive conference. Like a grit and grind. Exactly. And then now you had the Western Conference, who those teams could always score. If you look at back in the days, teams like Denver, when they had Fat Lever. Yeah. They, those teams, they Scoring really played. Exactly. Game, teams <laughs> like the Supersonics, the Trailblazers. We've seen this type of offense in the history of the game. To but the Sacramento Kings. Exactly. There was no overreaction of, Suns. we have to change this game. So it's just like, this is just the trajectory of it. I see that the offense is taking hold of the game because a lot of people want to see the scoring. But I think you're taking the game is losing is, is losing something by taking away these conferences because the familiarity sorry for stumbling on that word but with two teams together when they play in the conference finals and you see that great matchup that it, it says something you know what I'm saying to have two teams who played each other four times throughout the year now let's see in the seven game series who's really the best yeah and then now it's the champion of champions when you play in the finals so I think it, it just takes away. Those, those achievements that teams can reach for and things that teams can strive for. And then it's going to lead teams to say, okay, well, if we're not 1 through 16, then we're just going to tank. It's going to be the same thing. So I don't think it really changes anything or it achieves anything except for appeasing newer generation of fans who want to just see it like this and let's just see the seeding and, and things of that nature. I think it takes something away from the finals, too, because part of the excitement of the finals is you haven't really seen these teams play against each other all that much. Exactly. Right? They've only played a home-and-home home for, for the whole season. And... You know, so these matchups are fresh, and it's yes. it's it puts the coach into the test. It yeah. puts the players' adjustments to the test. It does a lot of that, and, and it puts like it on the highest stage. So exactly, you know, exactly. it, it, I I think they're they'd be losing something. And like you said, right now this season, it, it wouldn't make a difference anyway. It, 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 there's no problem to fix right now. Exactly. It's like it's like they're seeking a problem. That used to be. Exactly. And now they want to fix it with something. It's like a pacifier to, to a, a prior issue. But it doesn't make sense to me. In my, and I don't want to come off as like sounding like the grumpy old man. Because three years ago, I would have made this argument a lot more Exactly. Strongly. Exactly. But yeah. now, I, I don't think that it affects it that same way with the balance of power where there's super teams. And let's not kid ourselves. We know that it's going to be either Houston or Golden State coming out of the West. Maybe Oklahoma City if the big, the big three out there can get it together and then if we see Kawhi come back healthy then you have a fourth team but let's not say that five through eight legitimately has a shot yeah this is just about the top two teams in the west being really good for a long time and then now we want to see these teams come together because LeBron James has dominated the Eastern Conference but we've seen that Michael Jordan dominated the Eastern Conference and if we look at the Western Conference of who's actually won championships since Michael Jordan has left the game it's only been four teams well five if you want to put Golden State it's been the Lakers, it's been San Antonio, it's been Dallas. Wait, excuse me, it's only been four. Yeah. And so it's like, what are you really changing? What, what we're seeing is a conference that is just being dominated again by one person, one team rather. Well, I'll say one person because LeBron has switched in that, in that right. time. Right, right. <laughs> and then now, the Western Conference, that is just the same way that it's always been. And now we're just seeing Golden State take over from where the Spurs have left off, from where the Lakers have left off. So what are y'all really fixing? Is there really a problem here if you really dig deep and look at it? I don't think it is because if you only have four teams that come out of the West that win a championship, changing this 1-16 through 16 seeding doesn't give anybody else really a bigger chance, in, in my opinion. The only thing I would do if, if, if we are inclined to change anything about how the playoffs work is... I do sort of like the idea of changing something in the final two seeds, the, the seven and eight in each conference, because one, everybody above that is kind of going to make the playoffs, and that's obvious. But but two, there's this kind of perverse incentive that goes on with the teams that are just on the bubble of making the playoffs, where 
do they try to make the playoffs with the idea that they're going to get smoked in the first round, but hey, maybe that's some good experience for your young team, and it's it's better to play some of those games and, and get blown out than to not play at all. Versus, hey, if we are the nine seed, we could win the draft lottery and get the number one pick, and that would be much better for our franchise than getting swept in the first round and having our guys get demoralized. So you have this situation where um, at the very end of the season, uh, it, it, it's unclear whether a team should try to win for the last week or so. And I don't think that's the right incentive base. So I think the only thing I would do is I would let the seven and eight seeds in each conference, so those last four teams, I'd let them still be in the lottery. Because that gives a sort of win-win scenario where they can have no, you know, no conflicts about trying to win games, make the playoffs. Hey, you know, you're the, the you play to win the game, right? And so, but you also shouldn't get penalized uh, versus a team that decides to slack off for the last two yes. weeks and have, uh, you know, a puncher's chance at winning the lottery. So I think that way you sort of remove some of these tanking incentives at the margin. You're going to remove it completely, but you know, at least um, you know, imagine an eight seed. Uh, gets gets swept, okay, but then they get the number one pick. Well, I think that's a really interesting story. I think that would be great for a team, and don't you want to reward winning? I see where the idea is going, but I think with those last seeds, giving them a chance at winning a lottery, what happens when we see a Golden State when they when they beat Dallas? They have a lot of injuries or something like yes, that. Yes, or what happens when you see a team like the Knicks, the eighth seed who made the 1999 you know what I'm saying? So you you, oh, you, run into you mean like if David people. Robinson got hurt for a whole season and they went from being a top team and they were only bad for one season and they end up getting a franchise player for basically two decades? You mean something like that? That would be yes, horrible. Yes, it would be we wouldn't horrible. want that to happen to a yes. franchise. Oh no, no, not the Spurs. No, no. <laughs> but what I think is, I just, I mean, I get where the NBA is going. Is you always want to keep those fresh ideas when you have something that the fans are clamoring for. Yeah. And you have like this influx of TV money coming in. And things there's are going a, well right now. Exactly. There's a responsibility to kind of give a product that the fans want. You want to give them something because they have been giving so much to the game. Don't let it get stale. Exactly. So you don't want it to get stale. So I get it. New fresh ideas to infuse it. But I just think that if we did it at this point today, I feel like a team like Miami, who's in the eighth seed in the East, I think they can actually challenge Toronto. If Toronto was the number one seed, a team yeah. with Dwayne Wade, Dragic, they have pieces. They may not have been able to put it together because they have had injuries. But I think a team like that does have a puncher's chance. Well, every team has a puncher's chance, but I think they have just slightly bit more of a chance than that because they have veterans. Eight seeds established. Win. And we look at a team like the Clippers. Do we really want to see that team in the playoffs? Are they really going to go somewhere with those pieces that they have? A team filled with role players. A great scorer in Lou Williams, a great defending DeAndre Jordan, but where are they really going? You know what I'm saying? So who are we really rewarding? And I think that it's a it's a fresh idea. It's something to try and put to the test. But I feel like maybe they could do something like that in the G League. Like if the G League has divisions and we see, okay, let's try, try this one through sixteen there. Like that's that's that, that's what I propose. That anything that they want to do to the major league, so to speak, do a mini NBA, test. Yes, do do an experiment sure. at the G League level and see how it works out. And exactly the way we see the the um, G League showcase where we have teams come out to Vegas during January to, to showcase those players. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Maybe we could have like a Christmas time tournament where teams come together and you see like maybe the top eight seat, top eight teams come together and have like a weekend playoff where, you know, every day there's a game and then you have a tournament like that. Something like that because we have so many games over Christmas. 
we could do something like that. It's, it's so many different ideas as opposed to just changing the playoffs. Yeah, at I, this moment, I think that's a safe way to go too, especially since people love the NCAA tournament, right? And they love single elimination basketball, which we don't generally get to see. You don't. So you know the D, uh, G League players are at least as good, if not better, than a lot of college teams because these are the best guys that are still still at it, right? And some international guys. And so, yeah, a single elimination tournament um, at the G League level, maybe that would be a way to try some of these things. 